Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kimi Kermode. Well, last week we saw the 65th annual two-day chrysanthemum and produce show happening in Castletown. And we've been kept in the dark long enough. I find out about a new mushroom project that's going on on the Isle of Man. Firstly, Kerry, uh, to do with the farming first, a bit of that. Um, the rain has fallen like mad, it's making things a little bit difficult around the fields, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. The rain was greatly appreciated and the countryside does look lovely and lush and, and it is quite mild still, so the grass is still growing for any sheep farmers out there. But it is time enough to get the cattle in if, if they come in for housing or up onto the drier bits of ground ready for winter. It is uh, fairly muddy underneath now, but uh, yeah, the stock is looking well though. Yeah, and uh, we'll be hearing, of course, uh, we've got the the Prime Stock Awards uh, from last night, so we'll be hearing uh, more about them on next week's programme. But firstly, uh, Chrysanthemum Show, that's been going... How many years now, Kerry? 65 years. My goodness me. What a show it is indeed. The blooms they have of every colour of the rainbow and the confectionery too. I popped along to Castletown to the Morton Hall to catch up with Mike Pemberton about his winning awards. Well, Mike Pemberton, you're never too far away from the winning section anyway. Congratulations for today. Thanks very much. Uh, no, I've had uh, my share of luck this year. That's what you need most of all. It's, uh, it's a good slice of luck. And it has been a terrible year for growing. It's been awful dry. Uh, yes, it's had its problems, like certainly the temperature, the hot weather and all didn't help things. But anyway, we managed. We've got, we've got a bench full anyway of uh, lots of colour. And that's what's wanted. And that's it. From one end of this hall to the other end, it is absolutely beautiful. The time and effort and work that's gone into growing these, Mike, must be unbelievable. Well, it's what you do, it's your hobby, and that's kind of what you do. So, uh, yeah, it is a lot of work, but when you do it, you just get into it, and it's, it's not that hard to do, like, so... So how did you get started as a young person? Well, thanks for calling me young, first of all. <laughs> uh, no, I did by default, really, like, it was my father's thing. He was doing it, I think he started in, in 1967. I think his name is first appears in the trophies here. And, but for all those years, I, uh, I had no interest in it. Really, and I never took much note of it. it was actually, it was only after he died. Then we had all the, had a greenhouse and uh, a lot of croissants and cuttings, and I thought, well, I'll just give it a try. And that's it. Now it's got a grip on me. So, <laughs> and I see some other family names on this list of winners too. Yes, there is indeed. Uh, my daughter is a bit of a bake-off specialist, so yeah, she she wins that now and again. Yeah, and she's done all right this year in the points. Yeah, and some of those cakes and and jams over there do look blooming yummy. Well, they do, yeah. That's, I don't know much about baking them, but yeah, I've had a few cakes in my time, that's for sure, yeah. And it's always good this time of year because uh, I get all the rejects, you see, they don't make it. So. <laughs> the bakes are the job. But a good team down here, Mike. Oh, there is, yeah. No, everybody helps out, like. But it's nice to see some young ones dotting about, though. This is what makes it. Yeah, well, it is, yeah. No, you need to, you know, that's what's wanted, like, is younger people into it. And anybody who wanted to grow, certainly the croissants and all, you know, they're welcome to any cuttings we have and all, things like that, so... Yeah, it's, it's no problem getting other people to get all the advice they want and all the cuttings, really. Yeah, this is it. And there's some table here, uh, Mike, of all the trophies, the silverware. Absolutely beautiful. Well, it is, yeah, and there's, there's a lot of trophies. Obviously, it keeps me busy cleaning them if you win a few, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's, but it's, some of the names on them there, you know, uh, 
Noel Kringle was always a good supporter of here as well, and having the auction on this afternoon, it, you know, that, that sort of atmosphere and, and the, the names go right back, Manx history all the way. Well, it is Manx history, yeah, that's exactly what it is, and there's lots of old photographs about too, which we must get out for everybody to see one day, I suppose, really. Um, yeah, but Noel, Noel was uh, greatly missed, yeah, he, he was here for years too, and, and this year, of course, uh, his son Murray, he'll be doing the auction later too, so he's carrying it on too in the... Yeah, in, the, in yeah. that vote, so yeah, it's good. No, it is good. Well, I better let you get off and uh, I'll catch up with some of these other winners. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, there we are. Well, Jean, you're another prize winner here and in the vegetable section this time. How's the year been for the veggies? They look well, these ones. Yeah, um, they're not too bad. It's been a tough year, it's been a dry year. That's the trouble, like with the vegetable growing, it's hard work. I was just talking to your mum there and yeah. she was saying she spends most of the, the summer planting it. It's on your hands and knees, it's, it's not for the faint-hearted, is it? No, definitely not. Uh, not a lot of people enjoy it. <laughs> but it's that effort that goes into it that, the, that maybe the general public doesn't really understand or appreciate. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't think... Many people realise I was at Amelia the other day and someone said, is that, is that how sprouts grow on a store? <laughs> and I said, yeah, not gosh, a clue. not a clue. No, this is it. But the carrots, uh, you've got, what have you got in here? There's cabbages, carrots, potatoes. How, how have they been growing generally? Because like, the carrots look well. Um, they're a bit small this year for us, but um, they've grown, which is something at least. Yeah. <laughs> and how does the drying affect them? Is it just the lack of moisture or would you need uh, irrigation? Well, we don't have irrigation. We spray them with water. Right. The sprayer, that, but when it gets really desperate. When it's desperate, yeah. If we have the time as well. Yes. It takes a lot of time. But the thing is, this is your business. It's your livelihood. It's, I know you've got a beef and sheep on the farm as well. But the vegetable side of it, you do have lots of outlets around the island. Yeah. Um, I mean, business is going down because people just aren't buying it locally as much anymore either. But the businesses we do supply, they and be good yeah. in general. And coming to a show like this, um, Gina, you're a young person getting involved with it. Um, you know, people appreciate seeing you know, yeah. the effort you've put in. Yeah, I don't think many people realise that I'm the one rocking up with the veg. <laughs> <laughs> At my age, I think everyone's quite shocked. But, <laughs> but it's good. It's always been uh, nice to, to show off what you do at home, isn't it, really? Because yeah. that's what the, the purpose of it is about. And, and sadly, we're missing Andy Kenyuk this year, but I believe he's the one that got you involved with it yeah yeah he did um he said the veg section was just going downhill a bit and wasn't many entries and there's still not many entries still but um at least we're bringing it stuff down it goes into the auction at the end of the day doesn't it so yeah no well well done anyway plenty of certificates and prize money to go home with yeah. we have to share it with the brothers it'll probably go into this auction buying some cakes more, <laughs> more than likely and flowers I'll come yeah. home with a boot full of stuff this is it. <laughs> go with a few veg but yeah spent up talking about the flowers Jean what a display I know they're beautiful aren't they really are I came home with so many last year yeah I just buy them all they're so, <laughs> they're so nice if I could grow them I would yeah. <laughs> well Dewan a busy haul now getting ready for the auction how's it been yeah it's been fine um after a difficult year growing, mm. you know, with the hot weather, we're not used to this, are we? No. Um, but most of the, well, all of the exhibitors that are here, credit to them. Yes. That's not it? just the flowers, that's the veg and the confectionery. Yeah. And, and the people that come, they make the show. This you is know, it. and what I like to see, forget the technic, technical side of the croissants, 
see some colour. Yes, it People is. like to see the different colours. Especially in November too, isn't yeah, it? It's exactly. a bit of a dreary month, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's been it's really been a good day, good yeah. day, or oh, good weekend. Yeah, Not, like this is it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And what's your favourite part of the show? Well, my favourite part of the show, when it's over, I think. <laughs> yeah, That's it, say yeah, it. Because, yeah, you know, the preparation on a... Fr- and, of course, you've got the, the growing season. Yes. And then, then you, you're cutting your blooms. And, of course, most of us are all saying the same thing. Of, we wanted better blooms than we've got, so you're always disappointed that way. But then, once the show is over... You can sort of relax, yeah. and uh, I think that's my favourite bit. <laughs> yeah. The time and effort. I, I remember Andy Kenyuk telling me yeah. the effort that goes into to getting these blooms right for today. He's up in the up in the night and up in the morning, and you know, going to and from the the spot where he keeps them there, and yeah. just to get them right for the show day. Yeah, well, you're, you're starting off really February, really. Well, I uh, maybe even earlier some of them. Nearly a year. Yeah, and then you, you're looking after them all summer because they they grow. They, they move from pot a three-inch pot onto a five-inch pot. Then you move them into a ten-inch pot, a final pot. And because they're growing all the time, you've got to cane them. You've got to protect them from the wind. You know, so you're tying them to stakes. Um, so all that takes up. Then you've got the pests, as you know, as Ooh, yes. from from the farms. Yeah. yeah. Biggest enemy when they start to flower is earwigs. So yeah. that's that's why you're out at night. Is it now? Yeah. We know what with, he was with, doing at night. Yeah, yeah with your little your little tweezers, because they'll ruin a plant in, in, overnight. Well, I know. And, and and if you haven't seen them, you won't know. But when you come to move that plant, you, the petals will just fall off. Oh, never. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably going to be your prize win, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be your prize win, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I never. So so it, it 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 is a lot of effort, and it's it's no good pretending trying to sell growing croissants to someone else to say look will you, will you just stick them in in, in February and forget about them you, you've got to be prepared to put a bit of work in yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you do you get your results I mean Michael there he's got his reward he was up at quarter quarter past three I think on Friday still doing his plants Goodness yeah and, but that's that's what he deserves what he gets yes, because yeah. he's prepared to put that effort in yeah. you know and it's not as like someone said it's not luck you know, you might get a bit of luck along the way. We all need that. But if you'll put the effort in, you'll get the end result. You know, I'm not saying everybody's going to be as good as Michael is. <laughs> uh, but it's like in any sport, there's always going to be some people better than others. The taking part, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> as they all say. This is it. Yeah. But you don't see these uh, chrysanthemums for our listeners. They look like pom-poms, don't they? You don't see them in the shops. No, no. Well, the, 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 the ones in the shops generally are what they call spray chrysanthemums. Right, and then chrysanthemum growers grow them for exhibit as well, but these are what they call disbudded plants, and, and any chrysanthemum left to its own devices will just grow into a, like a bush plant. Oh, right. And I've, we well, we're on the radio, you can't see obviously, but the ones in the corner there's just 30, 40 little blooms on them. These would end up the same. So what you do. When you see the growing tip, you start removing all the side buds. So you just end up with one bud, and that's the bud for your flower. And so that's why it's, it, they're bigger than you would get in the shops. Yes, they are, uh, they're gigantic. Yeah. We'll take some photographs for the listeners to have a yeah, look at. Yeah, and yeah. They um, are beautiful colors too, aren't they? Yeah, well they range from, well, well you, you, you obviously your whites, your yellows, but there's purples, there's pinks, there's like peach. 
some some of the some of the ones the the salmon. I mean, they're sometimes they're hard sometimes to know the difference. Some of them, <laughs> but but that's how they describe. Yeah. I mean, them them the ones that got the best vase. They're a lovely velvety red. And I think it would be remiss now we're, we're on the radio. We lost three members this year, unfortunately. Andy, as you know, you know, he was a prolific grower. Jenny Pemberton, we, yeah, we lost her. She was a, a, a prolific exhibitor in the confectionery. And she used to make our cake, our Christmas cake, which we used to raffle. And, of course, now we've just lost Jimmy Oates. Made 100, so we'd all be happy for, with that, wouldn't we? Um, but he was here from the start. You know, he'd done various other, he's been a secretary and whatever down yeah. the years. But we're going to carry on, hopefully. Long may it continue. Yeah, well, thank you for you being a, I know you and the family have been marvellous supporters for this show. We enjoy and, it. And we, we, do. We, we do appreciate it. There we go. That was prize winners Jean Quay from the vegetable section and Mike Pemberton from the Blooms and also the treasurer, Dewan Gill. And it seems uh, such difficult tasks at the moment, doesn't it? What is it? It's unbelievable the time and effort, like we heard them say, that goes into growing a chrysanthemum. It is the most beautiful flower. But also in the confectionery side of things, they're encouraging a few more young ones to come along and take part. You know, some of the lemon drizzle cakes and the ginger cakes and so many scones are on display just look gorgeous but a few more entries in those sections they're looking for so next year simon get your baking gloves on well i don't know kiri uh, fresh from the uh, food and drink festival display i'm not so <laughs> sure about that you're listening to countryside here on manx radio with kiri kermod and myself simon clark well, mushrooms, uh, not been too many grown on the Isle of Man over recent years, but to find out about a new project called Manx Gourmet Mushroom Farmer, I spoke to Martina Nefken, Gary Coleman and James Quayle. Firstly, I spoke to James and asked him how the idea for this particular project got underway. Well, Martina and Gary have been running a nursery up in Solby for a long time now, and they used to use a lot of the compost from the mushroom farm which was on the island a few years ago and when that closed they were struggling to get compost waste to use them on the garden centre and jokingly one day Martina said why don't we grow our own mushrooms and I think what's happened is it's sort of been in the back of their mind for four or five years now and slowly the ideas got closer and closer to reality. Um, I came across the island about three years ago with elderly parent syndrome and I stumbled across them and I'd grown mushrooms as a hobby before and I think between us, we all sparked and said, OK, let's actually try it now. So we thought, let's dive in and give it a go. But we were a little bit more amateur than we thought we were going to be. <laughs> and we struggled to begin with. Um, and we had several rounds of trying um, to grow exotic mushrooms. And we we're primarily focusing on oysters at the time. Um, and slowly we learned, usually the hard way, but we learned. <laughs> um, since then... We suddenly got the confidence that the Food and Drink Festival was coming up and we thought we really need to know whether people on the island are ready for gourmet mushrooms. So we thought we put a real focus in, we'll set up a special little growing um, capsule um, on a place where we can control both the humidity and the temperature, which are really crucial for gourmet mushrooms, and see whether we can get out there and speak to the public. And at the Food and Drink Festival, the response we had was fabulous. It was, am- yeah. it was amazing. The people, we had a chef that cooked with our mushrooms and just the reaction of people was so encouraging. 
it was just great. Yeah. Well, when you, when you look back, when you said about uh, let's let's do the mushrooms, I mean, James mentioned about uh, was it was it a pretty steep learning curve of of the the methods and the what they need to or what you need to grow mushrooms. Yes, I can fully heartily say hundred percent yes. But but they grow out in fields with nobody looking after them. Yeah, but not all year round. Bear in mind that they've got their time. When the humidity is right, when the temperature is right, then they do grow. But we intend to do that all year round. So we have to manipulate the mushrooms and try to keep the, the um, ideal growing conditions up all year round. We didn't thought that it would be that complicated. You know, usually, yeah, if you look it up, it's very complicated. But in in this case, it is as complicated as they say it is, unfortunately. But th there is quite a lot of variety of mushrooms. Uh, all need different conditions. Certainly, and the exotic mushrooms we're growing are ones which need temperatures between 24 and 27 degrees, but also humidity to 85% higher. So we're growing shiitake mushrooms, which originally come from Japan, and also the oyster mushrooms we grow, you'd more likely find on a tree in Borneo than you will anywhere on the Isle of Man grow my really? Well, I mean, that's a tight window for temperatures and things, though, isn't it? That's why it has to be so controlled. Yeah. Also, with uh, mushrooms, although people think it's a fungus and it grows anywhere, you have to do it all in sterile conditions because if you get more than one fungus trying to grow in the same growing compost, one will kill out. So everything has to be done in a totally sterile environment to get the mycelium to grow before you can get it to fruit and finally get your mushrooms. But is it one of them processes then, once it's up and running, hopefully it can be sustained? Yes, we're, we're hoping very much that this is the case. Um, like I said, we are called Manx Gourmet Mushroom Farm. At the moment it's more an experimental small holding. So we're trying different mushroom varieties, different oyster um, varieties like the grey, the summer, the king oysters. And we're trying to find out which ones are cropping better than others and which one you can keep how long. So all of this we need to learn. So at the moment it is far from a sustainable business that keeps us. But I think we're having a lot of fun, especially when we are talking to public because it's just so great to have the, the support on the island, there's been a very limited choice of mushrooms for a long time. So people are used to the button and the flat mushrooms. Um, so as part of what we do, we're encouraging people to try by giving recipe cards. Um, a lot of the food of the recipe cards we do are suitable for vegans and vegetarians as well. But we're also encouraging people to share their recipes with us so that people can understand how to use them and why they're a good substitute for meat when we ought to be cutting down on meat both for the planet but also for our health. Well, Gary, um, you've been involved in the infrastructure side of it. Uh, I suppose, has it been a bit of head-scratching trying to design the right area to, to get them in? It's a steep learning curve, a very steep learning curve. And, and trying to put the infrastructure in place when you start a project, unbeknown to you exactly what infrastructure you really did need, rather than what you thought you needed, has been a bit difficult. But as we're learning, we're about to start the groundworks on a new polytunnel, which hopefully will be ready for spring, midsummer next year to grow flats and button mushrooms.
Um, the wonderful thing about those is they don't need to be at such a high temperature and they don't need to have the high humidity. So flats and buttons, people know how to cook and they will give us the volume throughout the year, which will enable us to then distribute our mushrooms more readily across the island. We did a lot of homework on the marketing side of it. Thanks for a lot of help from James and his expertise. Uh, we, I think it's been mentioned that we actually started really for the first time at the Food and Drink Festival, which was an absolute brilliant success. And that spurred us on even more, really. So we decided that we'd go and get in touch with the uh, farmer's market people, which we did. And we managed to get a stall on Ramsey Market on a Saturday morning. And that's pretty much where we sell our mushrooms. Uh, so they are available to general public, but unfortunately we're not in a position yet to be able to deliver. Well the wonderful thing is Facebook is such a really powerful tool on the community over here. And we have a Facebook page under the Manx Gourmet Mushroom Farmer where we put recipes, but we also put up what we have available and where it's available. Also at the moment, because so many people have come to the stall and told us their recipes, that we're actually holding a competition for recipes, where people just share their recipe, which they love, and they can win £75 worth of mushrooms and one of our lovely branded aprons. And we're using the chef lecturer from the college, um, Robert Hunter, to be our judge. Robert also used to be the um, head chef at the Abbey in Balasala for a couple of years, and also has worked in some of the finest restaurants. So he'll really know what he's talking about and will help us choose the recipes which really help people taste mushrooms at their best. And you must have been excited when you got the spot, Martina, at the farmer's market there. Uh, the public first, they didn't actually knew what they were looking at. Um, we advertised a little bit, but they had, I don't think they've ever seen a king oyster mushroom in real life. So yeah, they were very interested and we gave samples out for them to try. Most of them looked at me as if I was talking Chinese when I said, just try a little bit. Raw? Oh my God, is that possible? And I said, yeah, just try a little bit. You get the earthy flavor. You get the, you know, the texture. It's not quite the same like a button mushroom. It's more intense. It's just great fun. Everybody gets involved. When you're on a market, it, it is like a little theater. People walk around, you talk to them, they bring friends, they come back the next week. And yeah, we, we brought someone who is interested. It's a lot of word to mouth as well, I guess. So yeah, the, the farmer's market are great fun and quite successful, I've got to say. We've got pop-up shops as well. At the moment, we've got it at um, the deli in Tinwald after the market on Saturday. Whatever mushrooms we've got left, we pack up and take them to the deli in Tinwald Mills. Martina Nefken and Gary Coleman there uh, together with uh, one of their mainstay helpers in the project, James Quayle in the uh, Manx Gourmet Mushroom Farmer. Isn't it bizarre because you see them out in the fields this autumn are oh, just looking wonderful in their own environment. But those specialist ones, we've seen some at the food and drink show, they were absolutely fascinating and really intriguing of how they're structured and how they're grown. I think with the growing trends in cooking, home cooking, uh, vegetarian and veganism, um, a, a lot of people are substituting meat for these kind of things to 
I know, to, just to change their way of life. Oh, absolutely. And it's always nice. It's local as well, you know, just on the doorstep. And you can probably go and visit them as well, see them being grown. Anyway, uh, plenty coming up on Countryside. If you've got anything you want us to feature, uh, let us know. Kiri Kermode or Simon Clark. Leave a message at Manx Radio for us. Or you can send an email to countryside at manxradio.com. As we said, Kiri, our next week's programme, we'll be finding out more. From the Christmas Prime Stock Show, from the, the section out at Knockalo Farm. And all of the young handlers will be catching up with how they got on and then also then at Isle of Man meets on the Thursday uh, with visiting judges this year okay that's it for this week though so until next week from me Simon Clark and me Kiri Kermode we'll see you then bye 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 bye